This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. Hey, 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 it's another Takeaways and Reflections episode. This is your host, Victoria. And this is episode 87, where I will share some takeaways from episode 86 with Musa Mikhail. And today I really want to dig into the idea of patience, and particularly patience in post-traumatic growth. One of the things that Musa and I talked a lot about, or one of the themes of his share on the podcast last week, was about how he spent two years in a submarine, which, I mean, it's one thing to be in kind of isolation by yourself, but then to be in isolation, well, it's not like, let's say, prison isolation in a cell with just you, yourself, and you, right? But um, And no communication with people. But isolation in a way of, like, you're under water. You're in the ocean. Like, there's, you don't, see sunlight and and I can't imagine what that's like to not see sunlight every day. Now I know some people live in really cloudy, rainy climates. That does not appeal to me either. <laughs> um, but just the idea of being in a confined space with others and not just anybody, right? I mean, these are people that he maybe knew, maybe not well, Maybe he knew some of them well. But in any case, when you get a group of, of people together in one space, it's everybody bringing their luggage with them. And I don't mean like literal luggage. I mean metaphorical luggage or baggage, right? So we all bring our baggage to our environments. And that includes a submarine. That includes an outing with family. That includes Christmas dinner, with extended family, right? We we all bring our baggage everywhere we go. We can drop it. We can leave it in the past, but most of us don't. It follows us like, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but I can't at this moment, but it's ever present. And even if you think you've buried it, even if you think you've dealt with it, there are some remnants of grief there, I guarantee you that still exist. If you are a human being on this planet, and unless you're like a monk or you're Buddha, you will be triggered by other people. Something someone says or does will bring up for you something that needs to be healed, that needs to be kind of unpacked or worked through in 
this is language that's really, they're kind of buzzwords right now. And until I find some other words that sound better, I'm going to use those, but you get the idea. Grief, it's like a ball and chain, right? It's its always going to be with us, but we can evolve and we can change with it. But we always still will have some level of sadness around a relationship that we had expectations for, that we wish would have been different, better, or more, about things that we have done or didn't do with our lives, goals and dreams and aspirations that weren't met, you get the idea. So those feelings unaddressed, we bring them to all of our experiences. And I don't feel that anything lost in experiences, like even if you perceive something as a failure, whether it be a relationship or a career or anything new that you've tried or even a conversation that you wanted to have and had, but it didn't go well. There's no such thing as failure. You can walk away with more clarity, even if it didn't go well, right? You can have a difficult conversation with someone and walk away with the clarity of knowing. Let's say you don't even go into the conversation with the intent to change that person's mind. You just want them to see your perspective. You just want them to hear you and you can still walk away after all of that, but with clarity of the fact that people will be how they will be. Like they are who they are. Everyone is at their own place in their healing. And I think if we can accept that and understand that and embrace it too, just focus on working through our stuff, you can only really understand someone and hear their perspective to the level that you are open to receiving it. And so if you are somewhat closed off to new ideas or the opinions of others or to your own potential or your own inner knowing. You're, you're not very in tune with your own intuition. I really don't think you're going to be open to hearing the perspective of others, but you can walk away with that clarity and knowing that from those conversations, those difficult conversations that at the time may make you feel like you didn't get anywhere. But I have learned that in those times, right, when you have these realizations that I can't change them, it's not my job to change them, they are who they are, they're not going to see things how I see them, and that's okay. But then doing what I need to do, or you can do what you need to do to either put yourself in a different environment or be the person that you would like them to be for you, right? Be that for yourself. I don't know if this is making a whole lot of sense. What I'm trying to really say is that we have no control on how what we say is received. And I mean, there is a way that you can say it without having to say it to their face. And that's grief recovery. And I've talked about it many, 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 many times on this podcast. But when you have to have those conversations, even in groups of dysfunction, don't have the expectation that to change the person, right? You can't have that expectation because they're bringing their stuff, they're bringing their baggage to that conversation as well. And so the best you can do is find the words and articulate in the best way you can how you feel. And that is your truth. That is the truth. Like stick to the facts of how you feel because no one can argue that and then make the changes, the necessary changes that you need to make for that situation. But what if you are in a group scenario like a submarine underwater or one time you were a child, maybe in that scenario, you will find a way to cope and it can either be healthy coping or it can be unhealthy coping. Depending on your access, you know, it might be more difficult in a submarine to access alcohol. I'm not even sure. 
or some other vice, but if you're a child, you might resort to video games or social media, depending on your age, or fighting, or just angry outbursts, or you might actually go inward. You might actually become very shy and introverted and not really be open to not even being able to look people in the eye, very timid and fearful of the world. And so it can manifest this inability to escape can manifest in many ways for us too. When we are carrying our baggage and our dysfunction with us into these environments, or the outward environment is the dysfunction. But if we have this dysfunction within us and it's in our environment, boy, that's like a double whammy. What you kind of end up with is this dysfunction stew. It's just a hodgepodge of all of the feelings and the emotions and the experiences and the unaddressed communications that make up really the energy of, of who we are, the energy of what we present to other people, the energy that we project to our environment. And so what happens with grief, especially when it first, first hits us that first time and maybe the second after the third and the fourth time, because it's cumulative and it's cumulatively negative, we start to get to this point where eventually, eventually, we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I don't know if that's you today as you're listening to this. I think in all of the conversations I've had with grievers for this podcast, we all have this point, this tipping point in our grief where we do have this, for some people, it might feel like a moment. For others, it might feel like this gradual progression or evolution of the grief itself which was more like the case for me. But in any case, I remember being so impatient with myself, very impatient with myself, impatient with my grief. I just wanted to be over it already. It had already been over 30 years. Like, why can't I just get over this? This is the messages society always tells us. I had people close to me telling me that. It's been over 30 years. Why aren't you over it yet? Just get over it. It's so much easier said than done when it wasn't your experience. And... It's so harmful to say that to people. But what you could say is have patience with yourself. And what you could say to yourself is, I have patience for my grief. I'm giving myself patience in my grief. Because it does naturally evolve. And we do come to a point, we look for those resources and we become open to the help and we come, become open to the support. And then things start flooding in in our environment. And we start hearing maybe about grief recovery. We start hearing about Reiki or we start hearing about certain book or this mentor or this class or this support group or what have you. Little by little, these things start to come into our environment, but we have to be open to hearing those nudges and feeling those nudges and then acting on them. And so in order to get out of this dysfunction within ourselves, actually, I'll say it this way, to get out of the dysfunction of our environments, we truly can start with the dysfunction within ourselves, because with that will come the clarity and the self-confidence really with it with your emotions and your ability to regulate yourself emotionally to get yourself out of those environments you will have the courage you will find the courage to get yourself out of those environments or 
If you have no choice but to be in that environment, such as in a submarine underwater, you will develop healthy coping skills and things do things that serve your higher self and bring you inner peace. And so the message today really is in post-traumatic growth, which is another buzzword, but it is true. I think there is this awareness when we've gone through a really difficult, challenging grief experience that you're afraid of things changing. You might be afraid of the awareness you have and you can't unknow what you know. And so when you learn these things, when you learn what needs to change, when, when you learn why you're feeling the way you're feeling and have an awareness of what you can do about it, you can't unknow that. So then you almost have to do something about it. And so that's the post-traumatic growth I think that people speak to in that it can be scary to not know what that healing will look like. What will that mean? It might mean you're cutting off relationships. It might mean you're losing certain habits or actually like alcohol. Let's say you're working to rid yourself of the relationship to alcohol. That's a relationship. And that's also a habit, right? It's If it's part of your life, it's like you're losing a part of yourself in a way. And so it's working through all of those changes and accepting the unknown of how that may feel, but with support, with guidance, with more tools and knowledge in your toolbox for how to cope and how to deal and how to process, you can get through these difficult things. And with patience in your post-traumatic growth, with patience with yourself, that's a key ingredient to healing. I wish I could say it happens overnight, but um, I, any griever that's listening to this knows that's not true. I personally know that's not true. Uh, it's time doesn't heal all wounds. It is the action that we take in time that really matters. And we just need to be patient with ourselves in that time and with the actions that we choose to take. Understanding that every choice has a consequence and inaction also has a consequence. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember... When you unleash your heart, you unleash your life. Much love. From my heart to yours, thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend.